0: Hello and welcome back to the Digian Podcast, where today we're going to be talking about foldable screens in episode 2, Folding the Rules. So foldable screens have been in the news quite a lot recently, mainly because the Samsung Galaxy Fold. Now if you know much about this phone, you know it hasn't done very well because it was sent out to reviewers and all the reviewer versions, well not all of them, but a lot of them did have technical flaws. But this was mainly due down to some kind of user error and slightly how it was built as well. One of the main things was that it came with something that looked like a screen protector. But that screen protector actually protected the screen from not breaking and things when you were folding it and unfolding it but the reviews didn't know this, it wasn't very clearly put on the actual screen protector itself. So they took this off and it basically altered the integrity of the screen, which made it break a lot easier. And the second thing, there was a couple of pictures of this as well, where the phone actually folded. So basically the, fold would, the Galaxy Fold would fold into a tablet. And then when you fold it up, it's back into a little phone again. Which has a touchscreen front, and obviously the tablet portion's touchscreen as well. But when you unfold and fold it, there's a crease in the middle, which a lot of people didn't like. A lot of people want that fixing, but I'm not really sure how they're going to get past that. Because if you fold something, there's just normally a crease in it. It's just how things work. But what, one of the problems was, was where this hinge was, there was a little gap between the screen and the hinge and some people are reporting some of the reviewers reporting some dust and things getting the back and then making little dots in the crease like there was something behind the screen you could feel it like little bumps and obviously that just doesn't look good for the phone and you don't want it to hurt your phone as well because it could potentially damage again the integrity of the screen so one of the big questions here is Are companies ready to build these and are we ready to receive them? Now, as the normal viewers, as you and I are, we're used to watching things on different aspect ratios all the time. We watch them on TV, on tablets, on phones, on desktops, all that. But having the ability to swap seamlessly between one and the other, so a phone and a tablet, does seem like a very well, it seems like a step forward, shall we say. But the price is also going to put a lot of people off this kind of device. So pricing-wise, I don't think us as a consumer are ready for this. Because we already have things like the iPhone X, which is a normal phone, not foldable or anything, that's over a £1,000. And then if you get the bigger version, it's of £1,100 over that. And then once you get to these folding phones that have been announced, the Samsung Galaxy Ford, the Huawei Mate 20... Nope, the Huawei Mate X, which is a bit funny because iPhone X, Huawei Mate X, yeah. And the last one that has kind of been announced is the Motorola Razr. Which, out of all of them, I think has got the best idea behind it, but we'll go back to that soon. But yeah, as an idea, it's great. All of us like the idea of it. We'd love to just open the phone and start watching something on a bigger aspect ratio. But the thing is, with a kind of aspect ratio you've got as well, the Galaxy Fold had like black bars, and bezels at the top and bottom when you're watching a video because it wasn't exactly a rectangle. It's more of a square kind of aspect ratio. You could zoom in like you can on some devices now to make the video fill the screen a bit more. But at that time, you're just going to be losing some of the screen because you're zooming in. There might be something happening on screen you just don't totally see because you've zoomed in. So you probably want to keep it zoomed out. I mean, the bezels aren't massive. It's probably something you're used to seeing on a tablet. Or something like that. What you're used to seeing on the outline is just just like a... So it just kind of gives you that little kind of window effect, like you just have the actual bit of the screen you're watching and Black bars at the top and bottom. Now if apps like say YouTube and things were going to fix that and implement them, then that'd be even better. But they can't really do that, well they could do that for every kind of phone, but the aspect ratio is going to be different. Huawei's Mate X might have a different aspect ratio to the Galaxy Fold. But, are company is going to actually cater to the different aspect ratios of every single device that's made? All these foldable devices, or will they just kind of go to a mm, generic aspect ratio, like we do have on YouTube now, just a normal rectangle? And obviously, once you go from a vertical image or video on the phone and then unfold it, that's not going to look brilliant. Because again, even if you turn it on side, it's still kind of a square aspect ratio. So you're going to have the, well, what people call the chins and the black bars at the sides rather than the, than the top and bottom. How good will this work? Some games, I've actually seen some games like Super Mario Run, which you can get for iPhone and Android on it, being played on the Galaxy Ford, and it did actually fill screen well. But it's more kind of, if you've, Familiar with Mario, which I'm sure we all are. Most of the screen was just filled up by the sky in the game. So it wasn't really used that well. But again, as more of these devices come out, they might start using utilizing that space a bit more. Like more open world kind of games, if you play them on mobile. You normally have two joysticks on either side of the screen. And obviously if you have a bigger screen, this is going to make it a lot easier. You can see a lot more of the game, and you can just, for example, PUBG and Fortnite and all them kind of things that were very popular early this year. They are all this kind of open world game where you've got weapons and things, you zoomed in to see people through scopes and things like that. And obviously bigger screens will make this a lot easier. The resolution's gonna be higher and the field of views is just gonna be wider as well. But, again, None of this matters if nobody could afford the actual phone itself. Now, if I go back onto the Motorola RAZR I mentioned earlier, being different to the Huawei Mate X and the Galaxy Fold, this actually doesn't have two touch screens. See, the Huawei phone and the Galaxy, you'd shut them and you'd still have the touchscreen on the front. Open them and you have the giant touchscreen, or bigger touchscreen on the inside. Well, the Motorola Razr, if you remember the old version, just the old flip phone back in the day, as it'd say, you just open it, you'd have your keypad at the bottom, have a screen at the top, shut it, and you have a little screen on the front, which might tell you the time. If you're familiar with that, it's going to be easier explained. If you're not really sure what the Motorola Razr is, go back, search it on Google and have a look. You'll probably know exactly what it is when you see it. So, the idea of this phone is that, as I said, it doesn't have two touchscreens. On the front, it looks like the old Razer, you just have a little tiny screen on the front which tells you the time. I don't know, it might tell you other things as well, because they haven't released much about it. But once you open it, it flips open like an old flip phone would. But when you open it, you have a whole length touchscreen. So both sides have the touchscreen on it, it's a foldable screen but you only have it on the inside portion of the phone. Now you might ask why is this better? We have to keep unfolding it. It's gonna cause you to fold it more. So if you open and close it so many times, it's gonna make it more easy to break. So it might, again, we don't know these questions, but one of the big questions for me around these kind of device is cases and protection. Tablets, not, on their own, not so much need cases, because most of the time you're not really taking them out, unless it's more like an e-reader kind of thing. Like Kindle paperweights and things like that. Let's say I have a tablet in front of me right now, which I'm just reading some notes of. Now, my tablet does have a case on it, but more has a case on it because the case has a stand on it. And I just use it, well, for a stand. So for when I'm eating on the night and I just want to watch something. Or anything like that. But they don't really need. They don't need a case. Like say a phone would. Like all my phones always have cases on. I go for the flip kind of case. Which close kind of like a wallet. Because I think they are always some of the best. Kind of protective kind of cases. If you drop it. It still drops on the case. Or you can get other like gel. Cases which are raised on the front. So it still doesn't drop exactly on. The screen, but say if you're dropping it over a rock, it's still not going to go very well for your phone and for your wallet. But for these foldable phones, not including the Razr this time, for the Galaxy Fold and the Mate X, they have screens on the inside and outside. How how are cases going to be affected here? I've seen one kind of case idea for the forward, and it was just two plastic cases, see-through cases to go, on, one on the front and one on the back I think, but they are cut out for the front screen but again this isn't helping the inside screen at all really and if anything, it's a bit awkward you have to put two different sides of cases on the phone then you've got a case on the front which is... doesn't real feel as good as just this green would you have to... Fin- around in the middle of this case in a little window that it's made for you to go on the front screen but the Mate X I don't know how they'd make a screen for that because for the Galaxy Fold when it's closed it's just got one screen on the front as I've said and then you open it into a tablet the Mate X works a bit differently now the Mate X folds the opposite way so when it closes it's just folding the screen Around the whole device. So you don't just have a screen on the front anymore. You have a screen on the front and the back. Which might be good for say. Taking selfies on a camera or something. Because you can make the use of the best camera on the back. Which normally is the case. And then when you open it. It folds into one big screen. The one screen. The two screens fold out into one. But you don't open it. So you don't have a back to the phone. Which has nothing on it. It fold the whole screen folds around, so the screen, well it, it doesn't do 360 completely because the it's not a complete circle. But it does mean that you have a screen on the back of the phone, a screen on the front of the phone, and then you fold it out, a big, quite thin screen. It's a thinner screen than the folders, because it's just how they made it. So when that comes out, it'll be quite interesting to see how that works compared to what we've seen the fold work like already. And if anybody can think of any case ideas for it. Because when when it's open, you could have a case on the back of it, as kind of a tablet case, because it doesn't have anything on the back of it when it's open. It's just when it's closed is the problem for that one. But say on the Razer we're talking about, the Motorola Razer, it just flips closed. You've got nothing to worry about on the outside, really, apart from maybe a little screen which tells you the time. So this kind of is his own case, in a way. It's kind of protecting the inside screen itself. Now, one thing that's happening in the more kind of smartphone world is, well, there's not a lot of design going on. It's just all the phones at the moment look the same. It's just a big touchscreen on the front. They're experimenting with where you put the bezels and things, like the hole punch, as they call it. So you just have one camera hole punched into the front screen. You have the chin. Some people have tried to put cameras on the bottom of the phone instead of the top to save space. And obviously you've got the notch, like the iPhone X and things like that, and the Google Pixel, which just kind of has a little cutout at the top of the screen for where the flash and the cameras go. But that's about that's about it. The only thing that's changing at the moment is where the camera is. And some, probably most innovative ones at the moment are the ones which have little foldable cameras or motorised cameras which come out of the top when you press the camera button. And there's one phone that actually uses its two back cameras. You press the button and it folds and it brings those two cameras to the front. Which is a fun idea, and you, again, you get to use the powerful cameras you got on the back of the phone. But these brings more problems, like... Like a motorised... It's a motorised bit of the phone, so... How, how easy will it be to break? It's what a lot of people think. Are thinking about. But, yeah. They're trying to be innovative, these companies. Which, we can't fault them for, it's... It's what just happens in everyday now. This is what we have to do to try stay ahead. But uh, are these manufacturers trying to do it too quickly? We know they're trying to make it futuristic. Everybody wants to be futuristic. Everyone's thinking about electric cars and electric this and electric that. <clears throat> the fl- and we always, everyone always daydreams about the f- flying car, the floating car, the flying bike. All these kind of things you'd see in Back to the Future and things like this. Like the floating skateboard and the shoes that tie themselves, which are actually a real thing now. But are they just trying too hard at the moment? Are they trying to push themselves too quickly? The Galaxy 4 came out, it went to reviewers, and it just wasn't good enough to send out to the usual consumer. The everyday consumer. Because nobody wants a broken phone. That's... That's the end of it, and nobody wants to pay one and a half thousand pounds to get a phone that will break in a few days. Because these reviewers only had it for a week or two, I think, or even less than that. Some of them, some of the reviewers did say that they reported that the screens broke, and Samsung did go ahead and replace them very quickly. But again, these reviewers—will that happen to the everyday consumer? Especially if there's so many of them. Having it broken, so the main, well, I guess, the last message to kind of push out here is: is it, is it worth it? If one of these phones comes out soon, if the Galaxy 4 gets revised and the Mate X comes out, or out, even though all this Huawei news that's been going on, and the Razor apparently eventually comes out, is it worth it at this moment in time to buy one of these devices? to own one of these devices. Do you want, this is kind of the first generation of foldable screens and foldable kind of devices, not including laptops, obviously. I'm talking about laptops as well, the we never actually published a, an idea, a concept, kind of, laptop, which was a kind of, it was a kind of foldable tablet that turned itself into a laptop, but, It kind of wasn't at the same time, when you don't have the physical keyboard. But that's for a different moment. When that eventually comes out, we might talk about that. But yeah, is owning a foldable screen device worth it? At this moment in time, I might just have to say no. Mainly because of the problems that have been happening. These are first generation foldable screens. Which means they're the first of their kind, they're kind of concept ideas. If something goes wrong, they learn about how to fix it, they learn from mistakes, and then they make new ones. And then they keep developing their product. But if nobody does buy it, then they're not going to be able to do that either, because they won't be able to push any more money into it, if the sales... well, if they don't sell any. The razor I want to do well, just because I like the concept of that better, But again, it's not one of these big brands. Like, Obviously, Apple will probably come out with one eventually. But Huawei and Samsung are two of the most best-selling brands out there. Not including Apple. Motorola is one of these smaller companies. I actually have a Motorola. But that's just because I'm pay-as-you-go and I'm cheap. (laughs) And well, it's a cheaper way to go. And it's the way I think to go. So yeah. If you think it's time to embrace the foldable screens, go ahead and let me know. But at the moment, I'm sceptical. And maybe we should all be a bit. So see you all in the next episode, which is going to be titled Social Media Battle Royale. To go ahead and play on the kind of topic... Oh, Fortnite and all that lot. They're battle royale games that are very popular this year. But we're going to be talking about who's, who's running, who's at the top of social media at the moment. Is it Facebook? Is Facebook going to be taken over at some point in the near future? Is Facebook going to be shut down in the near future? Because there's a lot of things going on about that. And we'll talk about this in episode 3.